0: Welcome back to Origins and Adaptations. I am Andrew. And I'm Cody. And this is episode 43. Woo! We're excited. We're Man, excited. this is a... This is the best we'll ever sound. This is a and new we've venture. Ever sound. Yes. This is true. Yes. it's true.
1: How do you feel? These mics, that's how I feel. It's just good. You just feel the mic. Good mics. You just
0: want to be the mic right now?
1: I am the mic you right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a great Cody, show. Cody the Mike Wilson. Cody the Mike Wilson. We have <clears> a... Uh, a great show coming up for you. We have good content. Also, you guys probably listening right now, yeah. you probably already hear the difference and you feel the difference. <laughs> and you <laughs> On your insides. You will uh let the sound
0: permeate
1: your ear Perme- holes. Hmm.
0: Just sitting there. <laughs> give it a good give it a good like feel. Like it has a cup of hot cocoa. Give it a good how you do. Yeah. Sitting on a couch with a warm fire. Sitting on a couch with a warm fire with the one you love, may it do you fine. Mm. Mm. That's always been us on the podcast. Yeah. No, just sitting with the ones we love. <laughs> That's you, Cody. That's you. you. That's you. Knuckles. Okay, so getting right into it, news. So, we've got some cool news. This mm-hmm. week. Uh, first of all, Chris Evans extends—I spelled his name, Chris Evans. Uh, Chris Evans extends contract to MCU by one movie. So he originally I think he had six six movies. Captain America, yeah. Avengers, Winter Soldier, Civil War, Avengers Two. And then I think the last I think the last one was going to count as one even though it was two. Um so So
1: he in other words, he's about done. Yeah. So it's that's, really interesting. That's a bummer to me. I hadn't I mean I think Do you think he I could knew that he had a contract that was almost up somewhere ba- in the back of my mind, but I hadn't thought about that? Do recently. you think he
0: could possibly die in Avengers two?
1: Yes. Avengers
0: three, I mean.
1: Avenger, Avenger, uh, yeah, of course, the third one. Um, yes, and that's that's sad. Yeah, but I um, I don't even know how much of a contract Robert Downey Jr. has. I feel like that guy is just gonna be in everything until the end of time, which is
0: weird because I'm actually at this point where if he stopped, I I probably wouldn't care. I do feel
1: like in all of these movies, we've let or not we've, we haven't done anything. Yeah, Marvel's we've let watched. Marvel's let Tony Stark get his hands into too much.
0: Too much, yeah.
1: It's there's too much him being the cause of at least half of the plot line all the time.
0: Yeah. And well, I mean, he is the reason Ultron happened. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um but in the other in in the case of civil war i mean obviously it's just him and steve butting heads that is yeah. the reason behind that yeah um i suppose you could i don't know i don't want us to sound petty so i'm not just going to i'm not just going to sit here and complain about it, an actor it that was, i like i like after, robert it was downey after jr after civil a lot. war
0: i thought i was like i'm kind of getting tired of iron man <laughs> i'm just maybe maybe not iron man like i would i want more iron man I think I'm getting tired of Tony Stark. Yeah, like I want less of Tony Stark in movies. If it was just more of he was on the team, but it's Robert Downey Jr., so they have to pay him a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to have him on the screen the most. Mm -hmm. So it's hard either way that way.
1: Yeah, I think that we need more Iron Man and a little less Tony. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: So I think I can see him being the one that dies in Avengers 3. Tony. Tony. Yeah. Hmm. Especially since Cap has one more movie contracted, so that means he's going to be at least he might die in Avengers four. So I'm gonna need to have you refresh (coughs) my memory. Did they recently say there's going to be a
1: character killed off?
0: No. Okay. So this is this is still speculation. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, But they
0: they can't go this far without killing off a character. Yeah. But like Ultron. Quicksilver died, but there was What if they just killed off Barton? Oh I mean it's expected, but he's such a just low key fan favorite. He's a low key fan favorite which is cool. Hawkeye. Hawkeye, that is Hawkeye. Like his his run, his current run, which uh which was just awesome. Yeah. Uh I feel like was the same kind of thing. If you talk to people who had read it, they said, man, it was great, and uh, not a lot of people did read it, but the ones who did really liked it. I feel like that's Hawkeye in general. The people who do enjoy Hawkeye really enjoy Hawkeye. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, also, he's kind of just a likable side character in the movies, even if you haven't read Hawkeye. I've never read Hawkeye. Yeah. He's, his but character- But I like, I like him in the movies. The concept
0: of his character is the same, but his character isn't. Like his personality? Yeah. Uh, I think- In Civil War or in uh, Age of Ultron, it was starting to get there. It was getting closer to that, with the snarkiness, but the whole fact that he has a family and stuff—that's not—that's not not canon anything. Yeah, especially when he's married to Linda Cardellini. Uh,
1: Linda Cardellini. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what if Hawkeye was just married to Linda Cardellini in the comics? Oh, he'd He'd be be my
0: favorite character. He'd be, yeah, luckiest guy. Yeah, luckiest guy in the world. Second luckiest uh, behind Paul Bettany, who is married to Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, Paul Bettany. Oh,
1: same franchise. Sa- so we're going to talk and, about okay, that. Okay, and what's funny about that we're is, talk about is that, that it's not the fact that he is in those movies as Vision. It's mostly the fact that it's Jennifer Connelly.
0: It's Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. <laughs> and why wouldn't you want her to voice if – if her voice could be in my head, like if I was – if it was a podcast now and every time you talked, it was Jennifer Connelly's voice – I couldn't I could be here right now.
1: The song by Kimbra called Come Into My Head just came <laughs> into my head. <laughs> yeah? And I'm thinking that it should be Jennifer General Connelly. Connelly.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Coming into my Pe- headphones. Peter Parker is a lucky guy. We'll talk about li- that later, though. Uh, so, speaking of Peter Parker, though, Spider-Man PS4, which is the new Spider-Man game, the trailer, kind of trailer, it was kind of like a gameplay, just show-off came out at E3, and... I have an indifferent f- feeling. The first time I watched it, I was so psyched; it was awesome. The combat is like the Batman games, and so it's just smooth and like all over the place. And he's acrobatic at one point, like he jumps over a guy, then shoots the webs behind him, and then grabs the web and like throws him over the- his head. So good. Yeah. And he's just like going all over the place, and it was really cool and awesome. And then it got to a scene where he's chasing, who I think is going to be. Uh, I had the name, but Mr. Negative, who is a guy who can inf- infect people with himself and then he can control them. And they have like they're like a possessed kind of character. Uh, And. He's chasing this guy in a and he's in a helicopter and there's a crane flying everywhere. And it's it's quick time events. So it means like something's happening and you press a button. And then it just does it. And that bothers me because I hate quick time events. So I'm iffy. I'm iffy on this game. Hmm. But, I don't know. Check it out. Check out the trailer. It's only going to be on PS4. So anyone who has an Xbox and just an Xbox, I'm sorry. People only on PC, sorry. <laughs> only PS4. They're left out in the cold. Yeah. It's sad. That really sucks. They need to work out their differences and make games <laughs> for all the consoles. Uh, so do you know why, Chris? I don't know why. Explain this to me. Uh, so first of all, this Marvel. This is Chris. Yeah. this What's is up, Chris- guys? Oh, yeah. For those who do not know, we now have an awesome producer, and his name is Chris, and he will be chiming in every now and then. Howdy, howdy. Uh, so yeah. Marvel has, I believe, has a special contract with Sony. And which is to produce their games. So a lot of their games are coming out. They're being marketed by Sony. So there's a new Marvel versus Capcom game. Mm. It's on all the consoles, but it's only being marketed on the PS4. And then the Spider-Man game is Insomniac, which is a first party uh, publisher with Sony. And so that's another reason. And I think a huge reason is because Sony owns the movie rights to Spider-Man so I think that's why Activision has worked out this whole thing with Marvel and Sony to only be on the PS4 so it sucks I think they could sell more if it was on more but uh, it's just business and politics it's annoying well thank you for teaching me you're welcome but you're right they should learn they should just get along they should. show me the way <laughs> Uh, so, moving on, Black Panther trailer. That was dope. Cody, that movie looks insane. So,
1: I have no, like, current emotional attachment to the character of Black Panther at all, and I thought, like, whoa, this looks awesome. I liked that they had that kind of African, like, hip-hop. That
0: song was so cool. It was a cool song. Yeah.
1: Because I like when I hear different takes on hip-hop, mm-hmm. things that aren't what we're used to Yeah, with the cookie-cutter rubbish that Americans are fed day after day after day, because there's a lot of great hip-hop out there, but that song fit you the know, vibe of the three You trigger.
0: know, Choices by E-40, such a, a gem. Nope. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Star Wars? Nope. Yoda? Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's such a terrible It's song. a genius piece of music. It's just beautiful, and it flows so well. And it's, you know, he's a poet. He really is. He really is. So, anyways, back on target. Um, yeah.
1: The trailer has a great tune that backs it. I like that. I know. I think I'm that, just, I'm ooh. going to go out
0: and look for that song.
1: It just feels good. And then. It has a
0: South African vibe to it.
1: Yes. That's, yeah. a, that's the thing that I like. And they set that tone very well. Um, the movie looks visually stunning oh, and spectacular. So the costume design, the set design. So that scene where he's doing all the dirty work and and all those bullets are flying off mm-hmm. and and ricocheting, yeah, gave me chills. I was like,
0: that looks, that just looks so good, so good. And the fact that they are bringing in Claw, so who is Andy Serkis' character from Age mm-hmm. of Ultron? Yeah, yeah.
1: So tell me, like, your feelings about the details? Th-
0: <coughs> so the specifics. I mean, I haven't. Watch too much into it. I usually do that with the second trailer, Mm because the first trailer is more of just a, it's really quick and fast and they throw everything at you. But I love his suit. I love the fact that they are also going to focus on his bodyguards, who are women, who are just this these awesome warriors who just destroy. Which they were going to be in Age of Ultron. I know that. And they were cut. So will be interesting. I was hoping that we would see more of them in Civil War. Are uh, you familiar much with Black Panther outside of the, uh, the I know last movie he was in? Three things about Black Panther: uh, he's incredibly rich, incredibly rich because he is the prince of the king. He's the richest person in that universe, right? Yes. Uh, that's because Wakanda is the home of vibranium mines, which is the rarest metal of on all Earth. Mm-hmm. So, since they have the rarest metal, they source it out, they sell it, and then. They make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he is the richest. Uh, in the comics, he was married to Storm from X-Men. Did not know that. Yes, yes. Uh, and then the cool thing, which I guess we kind of saw, and I think we kind of figured, but is his suit is full vibranium. Which is why he's able to get shot and everything. His his suit is made out of the same material Captain America's See, shield is. See,
1: that's, that's what I always thought as long as I've known yeah. who Black Panther was, that his suit was vibranium.
0: Yeah, and that's his like claws and everything, that's why he can climb and stuff like that's that. That's super cool. And I think because he is Wakandian, I don't know, I think it's the royalty, they are blessed with enhanced abilities, I believe. I think that's the comics. I don't know if they're doing that in the the movie, and it's more of like they so they have a they have like kind of a stronger strength. They're faster, which you saw when he was running, um, after the on the cars and stuff. Yeah, he,
1: he looks like he has special powers and ability, or not powers, <clears throat> but abilities as, aside from just being a good fighter and having yeah. a cool suit.
0: What I'm excited for is the hand to hand combat. Yeah, it's going to be dope. It I loved really his cool. like triple kick that he did. Uh, in Civil War, it's one of my favorites. And, and no slow motion. <sighs> Cody, you said my favorite words. <laughs> Just my favorite your, words. Your, your three favorite words. Th- no, no slow, slow motion. Mo. Isn't s- slow motion is? Oh no, that's three words. No yes. slow motion. Slow. Um, you know, slow motion is treated as one word, but because slow mo is one word. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
1: Crow. So we we worked ourselves into a little. Side conversation there.
0: Yeah, that's a conversation I can have for days. (laughs) Uh, So it just looks good. Everyone go watch the Black Panther trailer. Uh, I know I had talked on the last podcast how I'm kind of burnt out (laughs) on superhero movies, but it's weird that I'm not seeing this one as a superhero movie as just like a really awesome action movie.
1: Yeah, I I still stand by what I said, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to get excited about certain superhero movies. The
0: first superhero movie to... Prominently focus on African-American actors. Interesting. I guess, yeah. 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 I see that. Like, all of them are in it. (laughs) All the major ones. It's weird. Uh, I think John Boyega is in it. Is he? Michael B. Jordan's in it. Who was also Flash. uh, Who was also, not Flash. uh, Johnny Storm, Human Torch in the new Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The terrible movie. So, really f- really cool. I think Samuel Jackson's going to be in it, but Sammy J. As Nick Fury. <laughs> well, he was just a different he character. He just plays someone else. <laughs> like, he shows up, but he, like, is Nick Fury. He he comes in and... He's, and he's and the Wakandian Nick Fury. Uh,
1: I, I think he needs to come in, and then, like, one of the other characters that we're familiar with is, like, oh, Nick Fury...
0: I'm not Nick Fury! <laughs> and, and, yeah. he,
1: and he's like actually just someone else. Yeah.
0: What if he was... Leaving our audience what confused. What if he was his character from uh, Django? Oh, oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> the <laughs> <That> Uncle Tom. <laughs> terri- the terrible <laughs> Uncle Tom character, yeah. Yeah. Oh.
0: Yeah. Uh, too good. Oh gosh. Too good. So, Danny Elfman. A really good compa- composer. Yes. Uh, Famous for... Batman 1989. Famous yeah. for Spider-Man. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Charlotte's Web.
1: Charlotte's Web, yeah.
0: Mm, yes. Uh,
1: he, he said Spider-Man. I did say yes. Spider-Man. Yeah, that's uh, that cool. Fable, here.
0: the video game. Really? Yes. There's a lot of Spider-Man in the Fable video game. He also did some movie...
1: Uh, Man, I was He's just done a lot of movies. I was just talking about no, well, hear me out. I, I I was just talking about this with your brother, uh, recently, and uh, he did the score for a movie that I believe that was re- directed by Clive Barker, who did Hellraiser.
0: Was it that monster one? I don't know. The demon one, maybe. Because we, I, because he was watching it, and we were listening to it, and yes. I, I think we both went, "That's Danny Elfman." Yeah. Because and then that spurred our conversation about how Danny Elfman kind of. Sounds the same. There's just a lot of similar. Themes. In his early
1: days, yeah. I actually think starting starting with Spider-Man, you can hear his sense of melody shift into brighter territory. Yeah,
0: he uses strings a lot, which is different than Williams. He uses a lot of horns. Williams likes both, but Williams definitely uses more horns. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 that's a good. That's a good point. Yeah, it's why it, to me. It's more mem Williams is more right off the tongue memorable. mm any Because anytime you use horns, it's a lot easier to hum and repeat. Whereas Danny Elkman's A lot of Strings is so fast where it's like. Yeah. Where it's harder to I mean it depends though on the score. Obviously
1: da 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 I think it just kinda dema it kinda matters. Yeah. Dematters it it kinda matters. You know, you know, more on the melodic focus, but yeah. I can see what you're saying. Horn, I think horns have
0: a, uh, a, a brighter tone. The biggest thing is I love the Winter Soldier soundtrack, but I, to, the, to this day, it, I have a hard time repeating it, even though it's in my head, and I know what it sounds like. It's just hard to repeat.
1: Yeah, all the Avengers movies I've found, at least I, I think so personally, that they all have good scores. I just
0: don't remember them once I'm yeah. out of the theater. Yeah. The MCU, MCU in general, it's next to bad guys. It's one of its weakest flaws. Is uh the, the music.
1: The music. Mm-hmm. See, I like the music, though.
0: Yeah, I, don't... I, I mean, I enjoy it when it's there. There's never a time I went, eh, no, right. you got it wrong. Mm-hmm. But I really like Winter Soldiers. Uh, I know Avengers is the... Yeah. Yeah.
1: The part where it goes. <coughs> du du yeah. I, I, that was totally the wrong interval. <laughs> yeah. But you, you know what I I'm understand. talking about? Yeah, yeah. The, the part where the melody raises at mm-hmm. the very end. I love that.
0: Yeah. I think uh, Winter Soldiers is like. Dun- lis- it's weird. It's fast and it's crazy, but it just fits the movie. Mm. The espionage, like. Sn- Sneaky sneak kind. attack thing? Yeah. <laughs> All right, what do we got uh, next? No, we just talked about Downing Danny Elfman. We didn't even talk about what? Danny Elfman. <laughs> Danny Elfman is oh, did going we, to score... Did we, <laughs> we departed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Danny Elfman is going to score Justice League. Yeah. Uh, the, the movie, which is in post-production. So it's just... To me, that is weird. That is weird.
1: I can't tell you how excited <laughs> i am just to hear his music for in a dc a, game for a game, d- game, for a movie. dc movie yeah i'm i'm for that i'm beside myself in the best possible way yeah. it's almost kind of like him getting
0: to do a second batman i really score. Hope, i hope it helps because i was worried with the whole icky thump trailer music
1: well i mean danny <laughs> thump uh, what's, <laughs> it, what's it gonna be danny thump yeah Danny like, Thump. i don't think he's gonna like no no no. He- i was worried and then when i heard danny up i was like oh okay like well now we have that question answered for us because yeah. that pretty much means that oh we don't have a score which is why we're gonna use this rock song that yeah. has nothing to do with the dc
0: universe yeah which is dc universe right now in, in a nutshell what's that this has nothing <laughs> to do with the dc oh. universe <laughs> I thought you were saying the DC
1: Universe is a rock song. That, I, ha- that has nothing to do only, with the DC Universe.
0: That, actually, the funny thing is, other than Suicide Squad, I think in superhero movies, they've had the strongest soundtracks. Yeah. Like, I I love the Man of Steel soundtrack. I, I think I love the soundtrack more than I like the movie. Man of Steel's good. Yeah. The Dark Knight
1: trilogy is great. Um, if you, you know, going, uh, going Wonder back. Woman's a. M- Wonder Woman's just BA. Wonder Woman's is great. <laughs> But that's that's current <laughs> stuff or relatively yeah. current. If you want to go back, Williams Superman and yeah. Elfman's Batman. I mean, it doesn't get any more iconic than those yeah. two. Those are, I mean, those are beautiful. I think
0: the only iconic Marvel movie soundtrack is Spider Man's.
1: That's really good. Yeah. So good.
0: So good.
1: Marvel, Mar- You you are right though. By those measures we just listed there, Marvel does need to up their game. Yeah. In, in scoring. Which
0: I think they might with Thor Ragnarok. Because I really like, this director has like a, he has his own unique style, but I don't know how much control he has over that. Well, clearly, whoever put the
1: trailer together has good taste <laughs> in music, because yeah. it's a great, great song. Especially for that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a song about Valhalla, and mm-hmm. the Viking Age, and all that stuff, and it's Led Zeppelin, and it's Thor. I Meaning yeah. it, those components fit together like peanut butter and jelly. With chocolate. <laughs> I was gonna say on fresh rye bread.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Has to be fresh. Has to be fresh. Uh okay. Carnage. What'd you call me? Carnage. Is I feel like you said that when I was typing it too. <laughs> uh Carnage is going Sorry, to be Sorry, I'm such a jerk. <laughs> Carnage is going to be the villain in the Venom movie, Cody. Uh so for those who We did, did not listen to We did to discuss the last, this. Uh, episode, I ranted about how I am annoyed that there's going to be a Venom movie. I am now even more annoyed that Carnage, who is another Spider-Man villain, is going to be the villain to Venom of Venoms, who is a villain. Yeah. So we are going to get a villain to a villain in a villains movie, and it's just like, <sighs> <sighs> it just okay, hurts. so let's 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 let's
1: take a, a few steps back and a few steps to the side.
0: Okay. Um, Maybe just a little to the left. <laughs> oh, also, Spider-Man will not be any of in any of Sony's movies. So it, that was
1: one thing I was kind of going to touch on a little okay. bit. Um, so the Carnage thing, I was originally under the impression, at least when we were talking about it mm-hmm. on the last episode that we mentioned this. Um, well, we haven't mentioned
0: Carnage. This just came up.
1: I thought you no. Well, did we? I thought I thought we, we said that there was going to be Venom ta- and
0: Carnage movies. We talked about it. We didn't talk about Carnage. We just talked about Venom.
1: There was no utterance of Carnage whatsoever. Mm-mm. I, I could. we probably sworn. talked about
0: it way back in the past.
1: Okay, so when when I learned that they were doing a Venom movie, I was like, oh, well they'll probably they'll probably do a standalone Carnage movie. Yeah. But they're throwing carnage, they're shoehorning him into another villain's movie, which makes even less sense. Yeah. I'm sorry. I It's
0: I, going to be Venom. I'm not as
1: big of a Spider Man fan as you, but that's disappointing to me because yeah. Spider Man and Venom need to just we'll finally be in a movie together where the movie is good.
0: Yes. Like that would that that would be nice. Yeah, it would be <laughs> To not have Topher Grace as Venom. Well, that is the one thing I am excited about is Tom Hardy playing Venom. But, I don't it, does it even make sense
1: to you? Because I don't know much about the relationship between the three characters besides the fact that Carnage wants to basically just kill, and then Venom just wants to kill Spider
0: Man. Yeah. So the re- there I is don't a know re- there how the two a, villains feel about each other. There is a relationship between the two. Venom hates Carnage, like that is a thing. But Carnage just likes killing people, so it's not really he hates Venom. It's more of he just likes to kill people. Uh, so Carnage, how Carnage came to be is Peter Parker had finally got, um, he had taken out Venom by using supersonic waves, which happens, uh, when that happens is it, it separates the host from the symbiote. So then it separated Eddie Brock from the symbiote. They captured the symbiote. Eddie Brock went to jail. When Eddie Brock was in jail, the symbiote got out. And it wanted venom again. It was like, he gave us the most power we want to go back to him. So they found him, broke him out of jail. As he was breaking out, he destroyed a, like the bars and everything in the window, and a part of his symbiote like scratched on one of the bars, and it fell and it just fell off. And it kind of mixed with Eddie Brock's blood. Eddie Brock's cellmate was uh, Cletus Cassidy. And Cletus Cassidy is a serial killer. And so when it mixed with him, he took it upon it, and it kind of morphed into his personality, and it became this bloodthirsty serial killer and just wants to murder, blood, blood, blood. That's Carnage. So in a way, Venom is Carnage's dad. Yeah. So all those intricacies, I don't know if they're going to do them in this movie. Also, it's like, who cares? Because this is the first Venom movie. Like, yeah. it would be better if we had a, a movie with Venom, and then the next movie, this happened. And then they did, like, a Venom movie where he broke out, and then, like, but we haven't seen Venom yet. Right. And we haven't seen the whole nature of the symbiote with this new universe yet. And they have said that the these movies are in the same MCU universe as Peter Parker's Spider-Man, uh-huh. and Marvel's like, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> Sony keeps going, yeah, yeah, it's totally the same universe, and Marvel's just like, no, no, it's not, it's not at all. These are all very good points. Yeah,
1: I want, I, I want to let you know. It's just, it's you're really hitting the nail on the head. These it's are all confusing. really good points.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm worried that people are just going to go see it and enjoy it because Tom Hardy's in it, and he's an enjoyable actor.
1: That will be everyone. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, if I didn't know anything about comics,
1: you know what you're gonna do? You're gonna, you're gonna talk to someone.
0: It's going to be Prince of Persia all over again,
1: and it's going to be X
0: Men all over again,
1: <laughs> and you, and it's going to be like, oh hey, did you see Venom? Oh, I loved it. I love Tom Hardy.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love Tom Hardy. Like well, that's that's going to be it. Like, oh, I love Tom Hardy. I like a lot of actors, but you don't have to like
1: everything they're in. Yeah. Why? Why? You know, Lake House. Who told you that that was a thing? Like, you have to in, in order to be a fan of someone, you have to like everything they're in. Yeah. I know a lot of people whose favorite actor is Matthew McConaughey. Tell me you like everything Matthew McConaughey is, and I'll give you $1,000.
0: A Failure to Launch is a good movie. That's a million
1: times better (laughs) than The Ghost of Girlfriend's (laughs) Damn Past. (laughs) Ghost of Girlfriend's Past. Renee! (laughs)
0: Renee Zellweger. Uh, It's an endearing tale starring Matthew McConaughey and the girl from Alias. (laughs) Best night of my life. Uh, No, that movie's garbage garbage. I saw it. Did you see it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, the first half, then I then I just sort of got on with my life. Yeah. In the words of Russell Brand.
0: <laughs> I was going to listen to it, but then I just kind of got on with the rest of my life. Yeah. That movie's good though. That's Forgetting good Sarah Marshall. That's a good movie. Kids don't watch that. That's what you got
1: to do. That's what it's all about. <laughs> that cheesy British accent. Yeah. And he's actually when he's like, he's really like cool. that's me. And then Jonah
0: Hill goes, Unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately. <laughs> uh, so two people were forced for forced were fired off the Han Solo movie. These two people were the directors. Phil Miller and Chris Lord. For those who do not know, these were the directors of the Lego movie and Twenty One Jump Street and Twenty Two Jump Street. Hmm. So at first I was upset because I was like, that would have been cool a new take in a Star Wars universe with comedic directors. They have Donald Glover, who is a comedic actor playing Lando, who is kind of a comedic character, and this would have been fun. And so when I was reading, I, was, I read like they were fired because Kathleen Kennedy didn't like the way they were going in the direction. Those who do not know, Kathleen Kennedy is the president of Lucasfilms right now. Uh, because they were going more comedic style, And they were encouraging on improv. So, I was kind of upset. And then, however, Cody, Mm. I read a new article today Mm. about the other people who were on the set. The other people? Yes. And their interactions. And they said, uh, especially the lead actor, Han Solo, had no clue who his character was. Like, he knew he was Han Solo. But the directors were so all over the place and they weren't following the script Mm -hmm. that he did not know what his character was. Like, he did not know how to act his character because they were throwing his character all over the place. Oh, it was to the point. Oh,
1: I see (coughs) what you're saying. What you're saying is, it's like, okay, how do you want me to be?
0: Yes. Like, he didn't even know. He had to have a coach on the stage, like on the set at all times to help him get to Gosh,
1: that would be so frustrating. Yeah.
0: And then even the scriptwriter, which we read, he wanted it to be more like a spaghetti restaurant kind of movie. Uh-huh. That, see, that would have been really neat. Yeah. And he said they were throwing that all out. And he said he didn't even know what his movie was anymore that he wrote because it was so different and just out there. And it was kind of ruined. So apparently when they got fired, the whole crew, like, applauded. Ooh. Like, like, it was bad. Man. And they were showing up late to the set. Like, they were just showing up whenever they wanted. Uh, so the more I'm reading about it, I the happier actually I you am. You think they're making a smart choice. And so I was about Sounds to throw – like it. I was going to throw Kathleen Kennedy under the bus. I'm like, no, she actually made a smart decision there mm-hmm. because now – they have someone who can make a movie. Well,
1: because it it sounds like it wasn't because oh they're going for this comedic effect. No, it's because they're being irresponsible. Yeah, with the irresponsible script.
0: and just goofing off
1: and not coming on time and yeah, you're leaving your actors like alone in the dark. Yeah, on what they're supposed to do. Yeah, I mean you gotta throw the guy a bone if you're Han Solo and you're
0: confused uh, as to who your character that is. Should not be that is thing. bad. Yeah. Uh, so they have replaced Phil, uh Phil Lord and Chris Miller. With Ron Howard, so on one hand, I'm like, he hasn't been making the greatest of movies, but what was the last thing he did? (sighs) There was a whale movie where they where they uh with Chris Hemsworth and Tom Holland where they Hmm. were like whalers. It was supposed to be like the true story of Moby Dick. Oh, Heart of the Sea. I think it was no, wasn't it called uh? Something blue, deep blue, or no. I think it was called in the heart of the sea.
1: Huh. So, and did that come out a couple years ago? Was it? I think two years ago. So that
0: movie, you know, it's funny. It Came out uh, right before Civil War. Cause it's Tom funny Holland you was say dead. that.
1: That's a movie that I actually didn't hear reviews about. That I I still have wanted to see. Yeah. It's Bad.
0: Well, I. It's not the greatest. Mm. Like, did you see it? No. But I saw the movie before that, and I did enjoy that though. Rush. was R- it? What's it? Rush R- had. Chris Hemsworth as a F1 racing mm. driver. That was a good movie. Hmm. That was a really good movie. So, I don't know. He's just been kind of hit and miss. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think he did Gladiator.
1: I thought that... that no, that's really Scott. That's really Scott, yeah. He did Armageddon, right? Didn't Ron Howard direct Armageddon? No, that's Michael Bay. Michael Bay did Armageddon? Yeah. Dude, I so I thought that was Ron Howard since the movie came out. Really? I have thought that was Ron Howard did he since do before... Deep I don't know. Now I feel really uneducated on this. I know.
0: We sa- we both sound really uneducated. Like, I can remember his past two movies. Ron Howard. What the hell? Master and Commander is Ron Howard. Yeah. Uh, so, why? Well, here's the thing. Why did you think he did Armageddon? Is that what you're wondering?
1: W- well, I why I thought that was because I didn't know who Michael Bay was until the first Transformers came out, and Armageddon precedes that by about a decade.
0: Yeah. So, Michael Bay did Bad Boys. He did Armageddon, and he did Pearl Harbor, before, and he did Black Hawk Down. Oh, he did he did Black Hawk. Yeah, that's actually not a bad movie. That's that's my favorite of his movies.
1: But I mean, you, when you have a movie that basically is innately deep, it's kind of it's kind of hard to screw
0: that up too bad. Yeah. Uh, let me see, let me see. Oh, he did. Um, Ron Howard has done the. Da Vinci Code movies. Those are his. Okay. Uh and Inferno was one that was like eh. In the Heart of the Sea, Rush, The Dilemma with has Vince Vaughn and Kevin James in it. Can't be that good. Oh my gosh. Uh yeah. Well, I then, like
1: Vince Vaughn. Kevin James. I like the guy. He was good in uh the t- why am I blowing King of Queens? King of Queens. I've never, I enjoyed I've, him in Hitch. Well, Hitch is an amazing
0: movie. Yeah, for what it is, it does the job well. Uh, but yeah, like he did a Beautiful Mind, which I love that movie. Also, Jennifer Connelly.
1: That's right. Okay, yeah. Uh,
0: he did Apollo thirteen. Apollo thirteen is what I oh. knew him for. Uh, he did Willow. Okay. Which have you seen Willow? I don't know. Has a uh, um. Uh, the. the Small guy, the midget guy, mm. that who, uh, uh, ch- 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 Warwick Davis. That's it. Mm. And Vil- Kil- Val Kilmore. Val Vil- Kilmore. Val Kilmore. Val Kilmore. He did Cocoon, the movie. With oh, him. he directed Cocoon. Yep. Yeah. So he's done like Apollo 13 is a badass movie. Yeah, he's done classics. He did Parenthood.
1: Oh, I yeah. love that movie. That's one of my all time favorite Steve Martin movies.
0: Ransom. He we directed were, Ransom. Yeah, we were just we talking, were just about, talking that. about that earlier. Yeah, yeah that's a great movie. He did movie. the uh, live-action How to How the Grinch Stole Christmas. That was a, I actually enjoyed that movie. It's that's a really good movie. It's one of my favorite Christmas movies. I wouldn't go that far because I like so many. Yeah.
1: I have. Like, I don't know why I just love Christmas movies. I just always have. I have like a couple. Even the incredibly <laughs> crappy ones. There are so many bad ones. Yeah. There's actually one that I remember being a favorite of mine as a kid, and it's called uh, All I Want for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I went back and I watched it this last year and it was so painful. <laughs> like there there's, I feel there's, like that's there's Craneworthy and there's a kid's
0: movie that we watch.
1: I I don't know if this qualifies as totally a kid's movie, but it's yeah. got kid elements in
0: it. And you watch it I mean like movies we saw as a kid.
1: Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna dissect a bit of dialogue just because I feel okay. like it, and we're yeah. sort of on topic, not really, but yeah. sort of. Uh, there's this moment where this this kid is like he's nervously talking to this girl, and I get that they're trying to they're they're trying to make it kind of awkward because he likes this girl, but mm-hmm. the dialogue was just boring. He's like, "Oh, you you're moving to Boston. What's Boston
0: like?" And she goes, "Boston's good." And I'm like. That sounds like a that is 2017 a two thousand seventeen indie movie dialogue. <laughs> that that but is it's awkward. Just, like, th- oh yeah, but
1: I, and he's like, it? I just want to say, I think <laughs> it's really great that you're here. He says that. He's like, like and, and it's like, what w- were you? R- was was the writer that uninspired? Yeah. I just wanted to say, I think it's really great that you're here. I think it's really great. Yeah, no, so so that's that's what I'm saying is that movies you don't want to pick a fight with this Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, super! No, no was it was Clark it Kent. Bruce Wayne meets Clark, Clark Kent. Kent? There's so much <laughs> bad dialogue to go over. I don't know why I started talking about Christmas movies that I don't like anymore. I, uh, I, I'm just saying. Ron gr- Howard, the Grinch has has aged well.
0: Yes, uh, but Ron Howard. So his last few ones have kind of been iffy. But this man knows how to direct a movie. I can't. I I won't deny that. So I'm excited. I hope. If he can take the the script, and mm. go with what originally was supposed to be, I think it, it can be really well done. Mm-hmm. Well, you also
1: have to take into consideration the movies that he directed that were failures. Was it because of the direction itself, or was it because of the content? <sighs> I'm not we're asking inf- you to answer that. Yeah,
0: Inferno was a trilogy. It was a third third movie in a trilogy that really didn't need to exist. Mm. So. Maybe Never that, saw it. And then Heart of the Sea, I mean, it's another just sailor on the ocean kind of movie. And I feel like, in theory, these movies are supposed to be great. And then you get them and it's like, ugh, kind of boring. Yeah. Yeah. But Rush was good. I enjoyed Rush. I should see Rush. You should. Is it as good as The Band? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So... Moving on, new there's going to be a noir version of Batman, so the the next movie, the Batman, which finally has a director, Matt Reeves, uh, who I believe did, Matt Reeves did um, uh, first class. Oh, I believe.
1: I liked the way that movie was directed. Actually, yeah.
0: I I I liked If there was one thing the camera I, work and and all <laughs> those things If there was one thing I won't complain about for that movie, it's the production quality. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a it's it, it, a good movie. It, it's 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 a, a good it's, it's
1: a well-made film, yeah. Uh
0: I believe that was the one though. Yeah, he's doing the Batman. Oh, yeah. He does the Planet of the Apes movies. Oh boy. Yeah. That means and I am wrong. He did not do First Class. He did Cloverfield, which I love. And he did uh, Let Me In. It was a remake with Asa Butterfield. Uh, no, 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 no. Not Asa Butterfield. I'm wrong. Don't listen to me. It was Chloe Grace Mar- Moritz. Uh, and, yeah, Dawn of the Planet of Apes or the Planet of the Apes and the Batman. Well, if it's, you know, in the same
1: league of quality as the Planet of the Apes movies, we could be in for a really big treat. I am excited. Uh,
0: so. The only thing I'm excited about for this movie. Because we know nothing.
1: Yeah. About this movie. Uh, But, well, you just mentioned that it's going to be
0: shot in the noir style. Yes. So it is going to be a noir version, and he said, focusing on detective style Batman. See, that sounds awesome. Yes. That's enough to make me jump for joy.
1: Yeah. It, and so you I know said,
0: you said something cool. Yeah, I'll get I'll get to that. And I yeah. really hope that they, if this is not the official version, that they have a version like this. That'd be so cool. Um, so
1: I'll get to that in a in a in a moment because Andrew and I talked about this before the podcast. But um, so I think a lot of people are Batmaned out, which can make it difficult to get into a, a series that's being rebooted or a character that's getting rebooted. Mm-hmm. Um. But here's the thing: after hearing this news, it it sparked my uh, interest in the idea of of this this rebooting. Uh, they are gonna do a noir style, and they're gonna add that detective
0: element, which, frankly, has been missing from every single Batman movie every ever made. Every single Batman movie. We almost got it with Batman Begins. We yes. almost got it when he was doing the whole like scoping out. Figuring uh-huh. out where the drugs are, all of that we almost got it, and then it just became an action flick for the rest yeah, of yeah. The no, night.
1: they always take it to the point where it's like he deduces something, yeah. but not enough. Batman is constantly deducing, yeah. It's not enough to just oh, the Joker's poisoning the the uh the, the j- scarecrow
0: the, is poisoning the Waterman,
1: the Waterman, or or like in the old ones, like when, when uh the uh Batman eighty nine when he finds out the j- the Joker is taking chemicals. It. What's up? <laughs> the Joker announces it. Well, he didn't. He didn't figure out. Uh, no one. No one knew how he was doing it though. Yeah. Batman cracked the code, the chemicals he was putting together. Okay. And how to reverse it. Um. But that's the only thing he deduced in that movie. Yeah. Um. And. It's not just that he's figuring things out. It's like, there's a, a certain feel, there's a flavor to a yeah. detective.
0: Yeah, because you think of Batman begins and Scarecrow tells him Razzle Razzleglow's plans. Yeah. Like, he just straight up tells them. Well, especially going back and watching
1: the animated series, you know, as we did last winter. We need to finish that, by the way. Yeah, we do. But there's so many awesome moments where it's like Batman is like breaking and entering into Mm -hmm. someone's place to find some files and then just leaving before they know he's there. I love those moments and there just aren't enough of those in the movies. Like, how do do you leave that out?
0: We also almost got a lot of them in BVS until it just went downhill. Cause there was that moment he put the tracker on the sh- the truck. I was like, "Oh, we're going to get some really good Batman detective tracking, being in the shadows." Oh, he's in a car. He's ex- uh, stuff is exploding. Oh, what what's going on? Mm-hmm. It's like what the heck? Yeah, oh, you almost had it. And even before that, like he breaks into the party and he he's like pretending to be drunken Bruce Wayne. He's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, my shoes." Yeah. Uh, but. So they almost had it, and then, after he hunts down that truck, he gets in the Batmobile. I feel like they they just like created the Batmobile, and Zack Snyder goes oh we we need to like show him killing people
1: <laughs> like we yeah. we need
0: to show him like making stuff blow up, yeah, and he goes, Zack, this is Batman. he's like, yeah, I know <laughs> so so
1: here's what here this is what I was going to add uh is how cool would it be if it was shot in black and white, a la oh, Sin City? So good. That would be that so cool. So good. That would be. Batman is such a great character. I would see that, that movie so many
0: times in theater.
1: It would look neat, dude. It would be so yeah. awesome. So good especially if it had an old-school detective flair to begin with, Mm -hmm. it would feel like Batman in an old detective movie. Yeah. Another idea that I had a while back that I think I mentioned on the show, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who's had this idea, is a Batman period piece movie, where it actually is Batman in the the, uh, early to late 40s. Okay. I think that would be interesting. Yeah,
0: that would be cool. Like a Dick Tracy?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And... You know, the fighting style would be different, obviously, mm-hmm. because the things weren't Yeah, it's as, more of like the boom, pow Yeah, things yeah. weren't as as developed. But I always thought Batman more than any other superhero like actually looked... one of his coolest eras he was, looks like he's was from his era. original era. Yeah. because, yeah, I mean I think uh, I would
0: say both him and Superman have that that nineteen forties, fifties look.
1: Yeah. And it just it would make sense to do a period piece movie. Mm-hmm. But every time you
0: say period piece like Think like 198 or 1800s.
1: Yeah, I guess technically,
0: <laughs> that's what it's often used for. So, so when you said that, I was like, that? I guess that could be a cool movie, <laughs> like I, Batman. I've heard p- I've heard people refer to Mad Men as period village. piece. Re- I guess because it's you know it takes. place. I mean, I guess a period piece is a f- a piece of art focusing on a certain time period.
1: Yeah, it's
0: it doesn't sound right, but I just started saying. I also that. think of the Family Guy joke where the chick. It's like uh, a Jane Austen character. She makes a joke about her period, and then he goes like, it's a period-period joke. Gross. It's really (laughs) gross, (laughs) but every time someone says period, it's the thing I think of. Uh, (laughs) Period piece. It's a period-period joke.
1: I just don't know how else to articulate it because it wouldn't be like another high-tech Batman movie.
0: Oh, I would have just said 1940s Batman movie. I mean... Well, the 40s e- Batman. movie. It
1: wouldn't even have to take place in the 40s specifically. It could be 50s. It could be 60s.
0: Probably, hopefully not. It could be 70s. Actually, you know, disco what Batman.
1: You know, it would be awesome though.
0: What if they had just different music genres of Batman?
1: That'd be cool.
0: Disco genre. Uh, disco Batman. That we got. Cool. Uh, Actually, it wouldn't be cool. Glamour, glamour rock Batman.
1: I don't, I wouldn't buy that action figure if you paid hippie, me. Hippie Batman. Where he's actually wearing a suit when he's fighting, (laughs) and he has a cowl. Yeah.
0: (laughs) How would that work, though, like, technology-wise, if they did a period piece of Batman in, like, the 40s? He would have... uh, He would
1: have less, less, like, really fancy stuff by modern standards, and I think it would be, like, he'd be limited, which Mm -hmm. would be kind of cool, because we've gotten used to Batman just having everything Mm -hmm. and never really having to worry about using his mind as much
0: and it would be like gear like like cogs like gear kind of working material kind of like a steampunkish kind of thing yeah but
1: that's just an idea that i think would be cool but uh i think that just the simple fact that th- they're deciding to make this batman movie shot in th- they're deciding that they want to film it in a noir style that's that's close enough in that direction for me
0: yeah to be satisfied for those of us who aren't totally sure on what noir is can you noir is it's kind of if you think of uh, the old private to, eye yes private eye like and I, and then the dam walked into my room or yeah. like my office uh, and it's just like that kind of where it's the detective talking narrating usually there's the mo- internal monologue it's more about of like trying to figure out what the case is than it is about the action okay. uh and yeah more about the private eye doing something there's always like a twist that's like oh no it was that <laughs> uh, a lot of radio talk shows did noir stuff that's uh, how a lot of comic books used to be when they yes. came out i mean detective My- comics was based off of which is dc yeah and mis- mystery comics were a big thing yeah. Uh, so movies to see that might be in the same vein is The Shadow. Yes. Uh, Dick Tracy and uh, uh. The Shadow I liked. Dick Tracy I still
1: think is one of the best movies for one. It's Y2. so good. I love that movie. Uh, and then Warren Beatty just killed it on that one.
0: One that just came out that wasn't as good, but it was okay. So would you say not Shadow, but uh, I um.
1: Talking to a producer now. Have yeah, you seen Chris. Dick Tracy?
0: Uh, I have to
1: say I haven't. Ooh, I say if anyone doesn't know quite what noir is, watch that movie. That is
0: the like epitome.
1: It noir is the movie. definition. Yeah. Of it, yeah. It's and it's an awesome movie too. Uh, with fr- good action. Who framed
0: Roger Rabbit? That's a good one. Is the whole that whole kind of sense is noir? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's actually a comic line. Uh that Marvel did which was noir versions of their characters. So there's noir Spider-Man which is really good. I do recommend checking it out. Uh noir Wolverine and noir Daredevil. Cool. Yeah, and I bet the Daredevil would be pretty cool. It is. It's pretty cool. The Wolverine is the one that it it is cool, but it's kind of the weakest. He doesn't have healing uh and I don't think he has the claws. He like he uses knives cuz the whole hmm. thing with the noir versions is they don't have superpowers. But they're like their characters, so like Spider Man doesn't have like spider senses, he's just like someone who, can he like he uses stealth, and like all his gadgets and stuff Mm. to do everything. Hmm. So, interesting, pretty cool stuff.
1: So that's all. That's about all we know as far as the new Batman though. Yeah, because
0: we we don't know who the villain is is anymore. Uh, we don't know who the actor playing the villain is anymore.
1: Now, here's the (coughs) thing is Batman villains it's very specific to who the director is and what style of movie it's going to be mm-hmm. for this type of thing for this type of movie i can't think of a better villain than the riddler and i would love that i would love that
0: would be dope i would love a noir a, riddler a movie a noir
1: riddler where would it's be like so
0: good cody don't do this to me just
1: puzzles and cool uh. just imagine how sweet that would be i would i would yeah. love that that would be good where it's more focused on Batman solving the puzzles, and what's going—you know—the audience is kind of learning what's going on as it's happening. Mm. And I don't know, I, I crave movies like that because there just there aren't enough
0: movies like that mm-hmm. made nowadays. It's just it's Definitely. kind of it's it's a lost art. Yeah. Uh. So then moving on, director of Hellboy reboot. We've talked about my misgivings for this movie. Uh. Shouts out that it's going to be bloody, it's going to be rated R, and it's going to be light on the CGI. As
1: opposed to dark CGI. Yes. Yes, dark CGI. And the
0: conversation comes to an <laughs> ass grinding halt. The lighting is just off. <laughs> <laughs> like the the guy the animators just don't know how to do it. He's like, It's too dark. Sorry I so rudely interrupted you. Carry on. Uh so for those who don't know light CGI means not heavy CGI which means it's going to be more practical effects uh which is I think the big issue that a lot of people people had is Guillermo Guillermo del Toro was the one who directed the first two hellboy movies and he that's like his style like he uses as little special effects as he can he uses practical effects so people were upset. He makes practical effects into special effects, is it's what that so guy It's so crazy. It's beautiful. It's weird because you look at the first Hellboy movie, and there's that like weird-looking monster creature, and I feel like it looks better in practical effect than it did when it, they had to use CGI. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Just really good. Uh, So people were afraid that, he, that this new director would be using a ton of CG, because Hellboy is a very just... Fantasy, dark. Have, what's the, I mean, demonic kind of stuff, but more of like mytholo- mythological. You're seeing creatures. a lot of
1: things that you don't see in reality, so yeah. you gotta you, you gotta use something, yeah, to fill in those things that aren't actually there. And the bloody is the one where I'm like, okay.
0: I mean, that's I guess that's cool, but I feel Andrew, like
1: there aren't there aren't enough gory movies. Didn't you? Haven't you noticed that? Oh, uh, I uh, you never saw Logan. <laughs>
0: um, mm. No, but
1: I I still haven't seen Logan. I don't know. Being being a Wolverine fan, it's been hard for me to get excited about. Uh, And it's funny because I used to really love Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. Yeah, and I kind of got—I don't know—I just kind of got over it. My
0: thing is, there's there's a brief moment in this movie where he goes insane, like insane, as in like he just starts killing people. Mm -hmm. And I went, this is the Wolverine that I've wanted for the past like eight years. It's too late. <laughs> yeah. That's how I felt. Too little and, too late. Yeah. And I know a lot of people were like, Oh man, it was so awesome. We finally got it and I was like, We finally got it. Like this should have been the f- this should have been Wolverine Origins. Right. Like this that's that's how I feel about it. And it just it took for them too long to do it. Now that they've done it, it's the last one. So then it's just like, Okay. Where mm-hmm. do we I can't get excited about this. Mm. Uh Especially since the game, the video game based on the movie was super bloody and it was just, it's what this movie was. It's like, so we had the video game, which was better than the movie. I don't know. I don't so know. in other words, the fact that the new Hellboy is going to be bloody doesn't impress you necessarily. No. <laughs> it, uh, yeah. I mean, that will never impress me. Uh, of course. Saying that there's going to be more blood. Of course. Because to me, it's all about what's the hand-to-hand look like. Substance. How's the, how's the actual choreography look? Mm-hmm. because if that's not good I don't care about the blood Uh, then something which I think we talked about at the beginning but yes because we talked about Peter Parker Jennifer Connelly is going to be the AI in Spider-Man's suit because apparently he has an AI in his suit now uh, yes so part of me bug- this bugs me I'm hoping that it's at the beginning because we've seen from the trailer that Spider-Man gets his suit taken away uh, from Tony Stark, by Tony Stark. And so I'm hoping that, that that's in that suit and the suit that he finally designs at the end and has, uh, it's not there. Yeah, That it's more of just him, stuff that he's created, but he's kind of used the same kind of materials, yeah. but it's more of his suit again. Uh, I really... That's my one. I'm hoping that this movie doesn't do where Superman or Superman, Spider Man is just supported by Tony Stark. I really that hope that's not a thing because that's a huge part of his character in the comics is that Peter Parker has done everything on his own and yeah. he has created everything on his own because he's intelligent and he's very independent. Mm-hmm. And he also, at the same time, is trying to like keep his Aunt May sing. Yeah. Like, and, like, she's the best part of his life, and she just wants to do everything for her. So, I'm worried that this movie is going to focus less on that and more on, oh, what, like, ev- look at all these other superheroes in this universe, and they're going to help him out. Like, I really hope that's not the case, because mm. as much as I want Spider-Man in this the universe, I also want him to be his own entity on mm. his own. But I agree with you. Yeah, but... Fun fact: Jennifer Connelly, voice of the AI, is married to Paul Bettany, who was the voice of Jarvis, uh, which was Iron Man's first AI, who turned into Vision. So it's funny that his wife is going to be an AI as well. Yeah. Yep. But also Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer Connelly. Amazing, amazing talent. You know. Yes. Amazing talent. Amazingly talented Gosh. woman. If you have not seen Labyrinth. Go watch Labyrinth. If you have Go not watch seen The Rocketeer. Rocketeer. Woo! That was a movie we watched, still enjoyed. I love that movie. That was a, so good. If you have not seen Rocketeer, definitely watch Rocketeer.
1: See, that's a movie that I would also consider a period <clears throat> piece, even though it's
0: still early 20th century. I would I would say that, because I think it, it is like 20s, 30s, right? Because they're not Nazis yet, right? I can't remember. I thought I th- they were, but I, I could be wrong. Are they Nazis, or are they just Germans? <laughs> Where it was like back in the sixties and seventies where it's like Germans are just evil. Like all the Germans. Yeah. That's uh, um that's how I felt with Wonder Woman. <laughs> where I was just like, Oh, the evil ones are the Germans. Okay. It's like Germans. <laughs> good or bad. Good bad. or bad. They're not Nazis, but they're Nazis. <laughs> but yeah. Uh. I want a movie where the Germans aren't the bad guys. Why? Where they're the good guys? I feel like they're being misunderstood. Man, <laughs> you sound so PC, man. I feel like the I, I feel like they haven't done anything to deserve this. No, I'm I'm kidding. <laughs> it, who was it? Was it a? Uh, They've
1: done did, nothing. Did Eddie Izzard have something to say about that? Well, he has a whole Nazi bit. No, what does he say about um the Japanese and the Germans as they should? They should paratroop into every other, any war zone that ever happens. Oh, because they, they're very you efficient. You guys, chill out. We've done this before. We've done this
0: before. He's he's also talked about how efficient they are. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, good good comedic actor. We went off on a tangent kind of the way he does right there. Yeah. Eddie Israel is famous for his little tangents where he goes, doo, 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 doo. Oh, yes, yeah, so we, <laughs> we had empires.
0: Yes. <laughs> England, what's that behind your back? Oh, nothing. It's just India and a number of other countries. Give them back. Do I have to? No, oh, all right, Oh, all right. Uh, when, it, when it was like, we need the Falkland Islands for strategic <laughs> sheep purposes. <laughs> purposes. <laughs> oh, okay, you can keep those. Uh, so moving on to our main topics, and this one's a heavy one. Cody, do you think no? Politi- okay, okay. <laughs> do you think politics should be in comics? Politics um, or social politics? Either one. Yes.
1: Good answer. Uh, But I want to go further. Yeah. I, I don't want it to be. Okay. But yes, yeah. I, it has its place. I understand that. I'm getting a little fed up with the narrative. Yeah. Um, Just too much like, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't really like how it, in superhero uh, movies these days we're getting a lot of it. But I don't know. I'm, I'm not really a big fan of like these sub, 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 uh, sort of like subversive messages. Mm-hmm. Um, the exception being Winter Soldier, which had a great libertarian message that yes. I thought was badass. But yeah. a lot of this, quote unquote, like greater good. Oh, I did it for the greater good. Well, maybe if you're murdering people, the greater good isn't really worth it. <laughs> yeah. so, like, did you ever think about yeah. that? I don't know. To me, that doesn't make the villains or the characters more complex. It mm-hmm. makes you See I, I felt I don't, I don't know. One... I don't I don't see things that gray. Some people see in so many shades of grey. I do think they're you you get grey. Obviously yeah. Batman is a character who breaks lots of laws to do what he does. Yeah. But He does a lot more good than he does bad, in my opinion. Yeah, you could you could argue on that, but um, I'm a lot of people. People think that uh, villains are so, villains are so complex and interesting because oh, they're doing what they think is right. So did Hitler? He thought what (laughs) he. I don't. It's really not that intricate. Yeah, I think people are fooling themselves into believing that the
0: only time that I've seen it done well, uh, are two of the biggest villains ever: Lex Luthor and Doctor Doom yeah uh, and that's because it f- it fits their personalities. Dr. Doom has had a vision of every single possibility of the future mm-hmm. and in every single one, the universe or the world is doomed unless he is in charge of it. And that actually was fulfilled recently in Secret wars. Mm. but so there's that. So he knows that what he's doing is evil, but he also knows. That if he doesn't do this, the world will end. So, there's that. Lex Luthor is also a weird villain where he isn't just outright evil. The stuff he does is bad. But it's more of Superman is hindering the human race. Because the human race cannot progress forward if they have a super being from a different world who is taking care of all of their problems.
1: Yeah, and, and that's what makes him unique.
0: Yes, and Lex Luthor is the Superman. He is one of the most intelligent people on the planet. He's one of the most richest people on the planet. He built a business, and empire, on his own. Um, And then there is the fact that uh he's also, like, one of the most athletic and fit and strongest people. Like, he... Yeah, people, people
1: forget that he is also very physically. You well know why, why they forget?
0: Because uh, Jesse Eisenberg is a Lux Luther, and so that's why they forget.
1: Someone told me recently that he w- they liked
0: him in that movie. Did you tell them to go like, plane traffic? <laughs> 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 that's mean. Never tell anyone that. Never. <laughs> but I can't
1: remember who it was. Someone told me they that the thing they liked about. Someone told me the one thing they liked about BVS was Jesse Eisenberg, and I said, You're, you are joking.
0: Yeah, like, they really like, no. need to rethink like, They they're were deadly serious. Yeah. Yeah. no. Uh, what was I doing? But, yeah, so he, with Superman, the reason he hates Superman so much is because, in his eye, he should be Superman. Mm-hmm. Like, the world should be looking at Lex Luthor and going, we can do it. Mm-hmm. The human race can do it. Mm-hmm. uh but here's superman and they look to superman and be like oh we don't need to do it we got superman mm-hmm. uh and so in his mind if an alien race came and attacked everyone would go superman what can you do mm-hmm. instead of hey let's all get together let's figure out how we can like fight this thing so that's why lex Luthor does it but yeah. he also is very egotistical and uh, just selfish. So he hates Superman, also in the sense that everyone loves Superman more than him, mm-hmm. even though he's done all all of this for humanity.
1: And, um, you know, L- Luther, though not a politician, is very, very—he fits the bill closely to what a lot of politicians yes. are perceived yeah. as being. And— uh so that's that's obviously our focus is politics and comics.
0: Social politics and politics, yeah.
1: Um and then of course just, just the metaphor, the allegory we get in comic books with, with these political messages. Yeah. Um well
0: where do you stand? Like So I'm I'm fine is is it with yes it. Yes or no. I'm fine with it. Yes. Uh first of all, I'm fine with anything in comics because it should be the writer's and artists' perspectives. What I am annoyed at is when writers throw out logic to force their narrative in it. Right. It made sense with Green Arrow. The whole drug stuff. With Yeah. With uh And of Roy. course
1: him being kind of this more socialist type yes. of character. Yeah.
0: With Roy and everything just because Green Arrow is a street level character, he has to fight this stuff. I'm okay with the whole it's funny that uh I mean, it's not funny, but it's interesting that this whole movement like Black Lives Matter kind of thing is is happening nowadays because you have back in the 1960s and 70s, you have Falcon, who n- people just now started realizing about because of the movies. But Falcon, uh, he was a social worker for um, he was a so- social worker for African-Americans uh, in like the Bronx. Mm. um and so he actually had to deal with this moment where he's fighting alongside captain america Mm -hmm. and his and like a huge big part of the black community came out and said are you one of us or are you one of them and he had a huge like it's really interesting read like go back and read some of the early uh the early falcon captain america comics Mm -hmm. because it has this whole moment where he actually he actually fights with himself of like am I with my community or am I just helping the man Um, who is, I mean, he's literally f- fighting alongside Captain America, the white man mm-hmm. who is like the central figurehead of the, the military, the government America. And so what he was trying to tell them is like, Captain America doesn't stand for the people who are against you. Right. Uh, but he had to make that decision. It's, it's a really good read. It's really interesting. It's really convicting. Like, uh, and so it's it's cool to have those comics, and then you see what's happening nowadays. My problem with comics nowadays is they, they tried doing it again with Falcon, and they did it wrong. With that, they had a community back in the 60s, they had a community saying, he's not evil, he's not the devil, but he's not us. So are you with us or are you not with us? Now, they literally had a white supremacist border patrol group going around and just shooting Mexicans trying to get into America, like shooting them or kidnapping them and using them for experiments. Mm -hmm. I just went, really? (laughs) Like, I understand if like if it was just happening and like that is a kind of a cool story, but you're shoving this whole thing with immigration and you're. You're painting someone as evil and the villain, instead of having the social commentary of what could be the right idea, mm-hmm. and that's the whole thing about the the politics and the social politics back in the day, is it was like, it was presented with there both was a sides. message, yes, and I feel that's
1: okay. I think I just figured it out, and I think that's what you're where you were going. Green Arrow and Green Lantern, there was a. There was, a, there was always a message. Yeah, It wasn't a political narrative. We're trying to force the left. We're yeah. trying to force the right. We're giving you both. Yeah, And you, just take, a story. And, and you take from it the message that comes from both yeah. sides. And the
0: message could be what you took from it. Mm-hmm. It Whereas, doesn't even need to
1: be right or left. It could yeah. just be...
0: Whereas what Marvel is doing right now is it's just forcing a narrative. It's not letting you come up with this narrative. It's just forcing it upon you. And I think that's the wrong way to do it. And I feel that way with video games. I feel that way with movies. Like, anytime. One thing I loved about the Wonder Woman movie is it could have been this whole, like, girl power. And it wasn't. It wasn't. It was really well done. It was tastefully well done. Mm-hmm. I got from the movie, I was like, this movie can be really empowering to women. And that's awesome. I was like, never once did they ever put the character in a compromising position because of her gender. Mm. Like she was able to conquer everything, it was great. It was awesome. My only problem with that movie is the end when she's all like, "And all we need is love." It's just like any other word. <laughs> any other word and it would have been better, especially since the whole movie they're like it's you have to just believe. It's what you believe in. And so I was hoping at the end she's like and in the end we just have to have something to believe in. And then she's like, "In the end, all you need is love." And she's like, "Man." Well, she quoted the Beatles. <laughs> what if she said,
1: "Uh, and she <laughs> and what, what, what? What if she said another Beatles line? In the end, the love you take is equal to the love you make."
0: Oh, yeah. That would have been deeper. It would have, but it wouldn't have fit the theme of the movie. I think would have. Because it that love theme was literally thrown in at the very end.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But that that was I'm I'm being totally facetious, by the way. No, I I always I always thought that was that's weakest part was that little a little ending bit to me. was like it just felt tacked on. Love wasn't really a theme in that movie until like one little last part. But, yeah, I think uh, empathy and compassion were there. Hope. Yeah. Yeah. And they kind of like, well, I guess love fits like this is close enough. (laughs) We'll just put here. We'll We'll just put it in.
0: Yeah uh but so that's a that's where it's done well uh and i think the marvel movies have done a good job especially with uh winter soldier they have they actually have captain america stand up for a libertarian kind of just belief that uh yeah you might know where the bad guy is and you might think that this person might be a bad guy but you don't hold the gun up to their head and say stop being a bad guy it's like you can't I love he's like, I thought the punishment came after the crime. Yeah. And I just love that whole, that sense of believing in people still fighting for liberty and freedom Mm -hmm. and fear is not freedom. And I feel like what's happening now with comics is it's, it's a weird area of fear through victimization. Where if you do not stand up for what I'm doing right now, what I'm saying right now, uh, you are the you're the bad one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's vi- it's it's on the side of like you shouldn't fear that we're going to punish you, but you should fear that you're the evil person. And if you're against me, you're the evil person. Mm-hmm. And that's the feeling I get from the comics. And I get that from just Marvel comics. Mostly DC hasn't really done anything like social political right now but yeah it just got tiring after a while that's why i've stopped reading marvel comics but i think the worst of it was in the thor comic when you had uh titania who was fighting thor which for those who do not do not know thor is a woman right now uh titania and her were fighting and then titania literally just stops and goes uh, I'm going to give up because we women need a win. So girl power. It's just like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this did this just happen in a comic? It's like never once have I read a comic where a guy just gives up because he's fighting another man. It's just like, yeah, you you want Thor to just wreck, and it's mm-hmm. just like I did this on my own. It's not because I'm a woman. It's not because I'm a woman, man. Because of my power, of my skill, you needed her to wreck. It's like, nope, you had her win because of a BS reason. It, it, yeah, it was terrible. I know that was at the beginning, and it's kind of changed now. Uh, also, I think, I think my thoughts changed on over.
1: Thor being a woman haven't changed at all, just in general.
0: Also, I think it's changed back over now. Oh. Uh, so I mean, the main reason was, uh, it they came out and it was. Jane Foster, Jane. You know Jane Foster. <laughs> uh, James, when he's with Jane. Jane Foster was the female Thor, and Jane Foster in the comics has cancer, uh, and every That's time not good, not good. And every time she used the power, the cancer got worse, and so I think it's gotten to a point where if she uses the power again, like she will die, and so she's given up the power, and I think Odin's son is back to being Thor again.
1: I almost made a really, really terrible analogy that, as a joke. So it's kinda like when you keep using a credit card <laughs> your interest accrues and you pay for it.
0: Y- yeah. Cancer is like a credit card.
1: Well, the, super, her, the, her cancer the superpowers I think the, would the be the superpowers. The cancer getting worse is the what the payment.
0: Y- yeah. This is terrible. Yeah, never make that analogy ever again.
1: <laughs> but I, I want to I, I want to make it clear that this is why I almost didn't say it, and I just okay. w- I wanted to say it under the pretenses of everyone
0: knowing this is a bad, bad joke. It's a bad joke. Yeah. It, sh- it should have never... Please erase like. it from your mind. <laughs> your mind. Just let it go. Um, So, consensus is yes. Social politics and politics have a place in comics. Uh, I don't care if it offends you. I don't care if you're, you know, they're, they're, the liberal agenda is being pushed. As long as it's tastefully done, I'm okay with it. Um, when it's just shoved in your face and it ruins the narrative of the comic and illogical reasons throw out good storytelling, that's when I have a problem with so, the actual content.
1: Yeah, I guess. Well, yeah, that's where I, that's the, the ballpark I'm into. I really just wish if they were going to focus on – Social, political, or just political stories that there would be some kind of message to it, not just oh, people are getting gunned down. Yeah. And and there's no there's no well, what what yeah. what how do also, we change this? Make I it, I need something more than just I know people are getting killed. Yeah. But that's I don't read comic books to know yeah. about that. And and don't
0: time. I want more. I want I want a message. Don't date yourself with it. Yeah. Like make it a message maybe a social political message that could like expand upon the ages. Like no matter what, who's reading it, they can read it and be like, yeah. Whereas there's just so much where it's like, Oh, th- you've dated yourself. Cause these are issues now. Right. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, the issues, one, by the way, the
1: one that I thought really stuck out, um, with quotes for green and green Era was, uh, Arrow approaches Lantern. Actually, I can't remember if Arrow's there, too, but um, Green Lantern is talking to this black man on the street who approaches him and says, you're off gallivanting around the cosmos Mm -hmm. helping the pink skins and the purple skins and the the green skins. What have you done for the black man? Yeah. And, And Arrow's like, see? You have trouble in your own backyard, and you don't even seem to care about it. Yeah. And... Basically, without trying to, uh, Green Lantern basically says, "Well, these people are, you know, they've got themselves into it." And 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 uh, Green Arrow's like, "How do you know that about these individuals? You should go up to the one of them, and have a conversation, and figure out how they got there." Yeah. And he does, and there's like this deep reveal about how this guy is stuck in the, in this situation, and it's there is a message, there is yeah. a deep underlying not uh, not underlying, there is a deep like forward message. Yeah. And it's not just we aren't just presented with some terrible reality like oh uh Im- immigrants and um minorities are getting shot that there's no message there you're just putting something negative that is happening in society right now yeah. into comics loosely that doesn't do any good yeah i guess if they think they're raising awareness they're not it's all over the it's all over the news yeah. and people it's already been raised people are talking about it yeah so
0: you have to have the conversation. Yeah. About it. The you conversation
1: needs to be there. You don't just present the question. Yeah. Without providing any sort of <laughs> answer. Yeah, at and all. you can't
0: just be like isn't this terrible? Like what are you going to do to fix it? Yeah. It's like no, this is let's talk about it. Let's have a conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just politics in general. Yeah. I feel like they aren't they aren't thoroughly discussed. And so what happens is you just get majors on both sides. And then it just becomes unbearable for the person who's trying to be logical about things. Right. Yeah. Uh so your topic is uh the Dark Tower and how it ruins everyone's lives. <laughs> that wasn't what I was trying to I, I know, I know. Um <laughs> no, so uh
1: I wanted to briefly talk about the Dark Tower movie. Not the not the books. Yeah. I mean, not the book specifically. I'm sure I'll reference them at some point
0: here. Yes, you probably have to. Yeah. Uh,
1: cons- Well, yeah, considering that's where where it came from. Yes. Uh, Seems to be polarizing among, among fans and readers and people who are interested in the movie who were familiar with it before having seen the trailer. Yeah. Or at least familiar with the loose concept of it. Um. So when I first saw it, uh, I was super excited, and I still am. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to point out some things that I, I'm starting to understand other people's concerns. Okay. Um, a I am after reading so much of it recently because I I was on hiatus for a long time and then I got back into it. I'm a little bummed that they aren't giving it any sort of Western theme at all. Roland himself doesn't even look Western. Yeah. Um, because where he's from even though it's not our world it's there's still a western moti- to motif motif it. yeah. it's just it's just how it's always been um they gave him you know an outfit that doesn't look western at all and
0: that he's not wearing a hat at all either um he kind of looks like an outlander more than a Yeah,
1: he has a very different look and well, like a post
0: apocalyptic look Well, I say that I do think he looks cool. Yes. Th- well, it's Idris Elba. It's yeah. hard to make Idris Elba look bad.
1: But I mean, like, the the outfit still looks... The outfit <laughs> yeah. looks cool. Yeah,
0: um, It kind of reminds me of, like, a Star-Lord.
1: Yeah. The leather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, so what I was going to say is, my friend, who is just getting into the Dark Tower series, he's like, so it's a sequel. And he's like, but why... Why do that when... <laughs> how did he phrase it he was he, he was basically like confused as to how that would even make sense for someone who's, who's reading the books like how would it make oh how would it make sense for people who aren't even familiar with the story
0: um, uh, to, go, to
1: go right into a sequel
0: for someone who knows the end, it makes sense:
1: Well yeah, but like if, if you if you're not familiar with the story, which most people going to see it aren't fam- aren't going to be familiar with it i
0: don't I don't think it's going to affect them. I can I can say now it's not going to affect them. You can you can say that it's not going to. Yes. So, I mean, cause you haven't you haven't finished it. I'm I'm two hundred pages away. But. I want to I want to talk about it when you do. Like I haven't read the books, but I've read the ending. Um mm-hmm. And I know. Yeah, the people going into this movie, that who are, have not read the books, are- or know nothing they're not going to be confused. Okay. Well, that's that's good. Um, they I, might, I just know that only it's, confusion it's turning
1: it's turning heads in a weird way. It would be
0: the confusion of the same people who are reading the first one who don't know what's going on and are n- learning about what's going on. Gotcha. That's going to be um, the same kind of feel.
1: There were a couple other things that I wanted to touch on I know
0: and I know why they're doing it this way instead of doing a uh an adaption. of the of the gunslinger. Yeah. And I the reason they're not doing adaption is because they're going to not include stuff, and they know they're not they know they're going to get flack for that, yeah, so if they do since they're doing it this way, it's a way to uh it's a way to excuse that that makes sense. Um.
1: Well, <coughs> there are certain things that happen in the story that I wouldn't actually want to see on screen. I can yeah. take it while I'm reading a, a, a novel. Yeah. But things I wouldn't actually want to see on screen. It g- it gets pretty gruesome. Uh. No. So one thing. Oh, it yeah. Okay. It just it just came back to me. A lot of people are like, I don't want a sequel. I wanted it to finish when it damn well did, because <laughs> it's 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 such yeah. a long journey that you yeah. that you go through. And I think some people are like, well, I wanted it to end there. Because Dark Tower fans were very, they were all, all of us. I mean, I I say that having not finished it yet, but all the Dark Tower fans that I know were very satisfied with the ending of the book and wanted that to be the final chapter mm-hmm. in the story, yeah. and um, the continuation. I think annoys some people.
0: I think for me, it just at that point, it's just like don't do a movie, and that it's just more of like read the books. Like that's going to be. In the comics. Yeah. Read the books in the comics and just have that be your your journey. Mm hmm. Um, See. But movies make money, so it needs to be done. Reboots and ad- adaptions. The idea.
1: Make money. Oh, oh th- so this is after doing some self reflection, the conclusion that I came to. The idea of a Dark Tower movie and seeing the trailer and all those things, getting emotionally worked up with certain mm-hmm. key lines. Yeah. That appeals to me. The idea appeals to me more than I think the final product will. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do not think the movie is going to hit me as hard as the books have. However, there are a few things that might happen in this movie that I already know the books did not allow to happen because that that the that the, the, these chapters were closed. We know what happens to these characters, mm-hmm. and um. The mo th- this movie and the way they're the way they're you know kind of making it a sequel. They might. They might give these characters different. Yeah. Th- th- there might be something new that happens. Yeah. I I'm, I'm trying to speak in a language that totally omits any spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. Yeah. Because yeah, you know
0: things. However, hap- when the movie comes out, we don't we don't we ain't holding back. No, we ain't holding back. No. Yeah. Well I just. Be, I also. I don't want to spoil the, <laughs> the books. books for anyone who's reading yeah. them,
1: because there are so many things that get unveiled. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I just know a lot of people are
0: excited for it. And, and there's a lot of people who aren't. There's a lot of people who aren't. Yeah. Uh, so moving, on. ooh, moving on. Favorite recent reads, Cody. You've been reading Dark Tower, so you've been kind of taking a break. Yep. For me, it was Lazarus Volume Two. Lazarus is a uh, uh, image comic that is based on there's different families, and the families are like the government, uh, and each family has their own kind of specific kid who is designed to be like the head of security. And they're, like, just trained to just be badasses who just kill, and uh, I think they're invincible to a point where they can die and come back again, hence the name Lazarus. Uh, And so there's this one—it focuses on this one girl, uh, and uh, she—someone is sending her messages that her family that she works for um, isn't her family. And that she's not a part of that family, and so she's she's trying to do her best to stay loyal because she does love the family, uh, but at the same time she's also trying to figure out is this real uh and so it was really cool. This one focused on there was uh there was one family who lived on the outskirts of the main facility, and they're trying to get in and I think it's like once a year. They allow some people to get in based on their work. What can they do? And so that was cool. Just focused on that family. And then there was this other little story of a terrorist who's trying to bomb the family because of what they were doing. And they kind of infiltrated that, that cell, that terrorist cell. And so that was cool. But it's really good read. Still interesting. I'm excited to get more because I want to know what's happening. So that was my favorite recent read. And then a new segment because we didn't read anything we haven't read before is uh golden o- oldies, mm-hmm. golden oldies, which is just old comics that we haven't talked too much about that we think you guys would like to read uh, that we do recommend. And mine is '90s Nightwing, so the Chuck nice. Dixon um, Nightwing, which is probably the best Nightwing as as good as Nightwing is now. That's probably the his best prime. you're
1: ever gonna get. Is is The Chuck Dixon stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh, Grayson was really close. Grayson was really close. It was really good. But it wasn't, uh... I mean, it wasn't Nightwing. It was Dick Grayson. Yeah. Uh, It's never gonna be as cool without the alter ego. Yeah. And so, 90s Nightwing is pretty much the start of... It wasn't the start of Nightwing. That started with Teen Titans. But it's when he ventures off by himself, he goes to Bloodhaven. Bloodhaven becomes his Gotham. Uh you meet um Brickhead. I wanna say his name is Brickhead. <laughs> uh, but he's kind of like the he's he's Nightwing's joker where he's just always there, he's always the villain. There's also one guy whose head is just twist around all the way. Hmm. And so like he he can like see behind him hmm. but he can't see in front of him. And he's like a he's like a detective who's like a really good sharpshooter. Hmm. But yeah. Cool. So go read that. Chuck Dixon's Nightwing line. I think they have five volumes, maybe six. And I'm I'm trying to get them all. And uh, after I finish <coughs> the current novel series that
1: I'm on right now, uh, I plan to be talking about um, the TMNT, the current TMNT run. Uh, I'll be reading that yeah. quite a bit. It's my new venture. It's going to be my new venture.
0: What's your golden oldie?
1: I don't have a golden oldie this week. Remember? You so do.
0: I have it written down here. What is it? Batman Year 2. What? Yeah,
1: I didn't. Well, I I could talk about it. Oh no, oh. no, no. <laughs> oh, so when we were talking about it, I was saying that's just a golden oldie that you need to read.
0: That's what this is. That's this whole segment. You,
1: well, you, oh me specifically, you, you, you personally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I, th- I feel like you'd like the story a lot. Okay, actually, but I I would love to talk about this comic book. Yeah, it's really cool. So this comic book uh, little mini series goes into further into why Batman doesn't use a gun. Okay. Um. Because, of course, there's the whole Joe Schill incident, where, like, you know, I, of course, Batman wanted to kill him. Yeah. Um. So, there is, I'm trying to remember when it happens. Batman comes very close to using a gun in this okay. in okay. this story, and it's it's just really cool. It's very thought provoking. He has a love interest in it. It's there's a there's a woman in it who Ooh. who he actually a woman. is thinking about. Being serious with, yeah, like I can't remember her name.
0: Damn. Like shaking hands, serious. No, it's
1: more than that, man. Oh, like hugs. More like hand holding. Hand holding. So not. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah. No. Uh. So that's part of it, and uh, the art style is very dark, and it's very um. It's, it's it's very it's very gothic but very cartoony at the same time. Yeah. Todd McFarlane does half the artwork. Oh my gosh. It's dope. You just had to say that. Yeah. I'm down. And I can't even remember who wrote it, but the guy does a phenomenal job with the dialogue. The yeah. dialogue's aces. Um but a lot of you know, in the shadows, Detective, Dark Knight type stuff and mm-hmm. um I just I love that era of Batman so much, that late eighties. Yeah. Doesn't get any better for me for me personally. But uh yeah, it delves deeper into the psychological profile of Bruce right. Wayne and why he doesn't use guns. Because the Dark Knight movies, of course, they talk about they talk about it a little bit, but this yeah. movie, th- this movie, this little run delves deeper into it than ever okay. before or since. Yeah, because it actually shows you that he. Did actually at one point try to use it again, and he, you know, you you see what happens.
0: Yeah, sweet. Yeah, yep. I have to read that. Check it out. It's cool. It's so a quick read to
1: Th- that. That's one that's thin enough. You'll it's, finish it. Yeah, you'll finish I remember it in like
0: 15 minutes. Seeing it, it's pretty thin, especially since I speed read. Yes, yes.
1: You'll want to go back and look at the artwork, though.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you for joining us. joining us this week on a
1: special th- episode of origins and adaptations first ever
0: oh i don't know if we talked about why we sound so good uh which is cuz we are in the studio we are in an actual suede studio and we want to uh, thank studios. we want to thank our man Chris uh yeah it's s w a y d chris is that right <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh s w a y e d suede E-D. records ah, okay yeah.
0: suede records um really awesome place love the setup uh Main man Chris, he's been awesome. He's good. He's good. So good. Okay, thank you guys. Thank you.